Hello, 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 and welcome back to Death Drop Podcast. And it's with me, it's Chopsticks. And me, Miss Pocklets. Hey, dolls. No yeah. nails again. I had like a two, two content or two week uh, streak here, and I just broke you it. Did. No nails. And I'm still at like zero. I mean, I'm pretty sure the nails I had from last week are coming undone, and I'm just too lazy to take them off with nail polish. But it is what it is. So we're back yet again for another week of talking and unpacking um, RuPaul Drag Race season 13. It's so crazy because we're like getting down to like the final top five, four. And like, I know this is how the show's supposed to go, but it's just always like I get all anxious and super excited because I think this is when things get real. Um, and we get to really see the competition and see who's going to really step it up. Exactly. Like this is usually my favorite part, like top six into the four mm-hmm. into three, you know, that whole piece. I love, I'm it's always, yeah, it gets so exciting. It gets also really sad because we end up saying goodbye to the Queens that we don't want to see yeah. leave or that now have fought so hard to stay in the competition. And then we start seeing them go home over, like I get, yeah, this is the exciting part because this is where they, the Queens either put, uh, put in all their critiques and put the work yep. into fixing them or they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it's true. And it becomes a lot more cutthroat. And, you know, this is where I know where a lot of people start dragging, um, Michelle and her opinions all over the place. Cause it's like, Oh, you supported them for the first half of the season. And then the end, yes. you, and it's like, well, yeah, because, Michelle, I think, is very blunt about giving oh, yeah. her advice and saying, I love her. do it or don't. But if you don't, I'll call you you're out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's so that's what's amazing about Michelle, right? Like she is just I mean, she's amazing. I love her. I've always loved her. And I think that she is really that she's like your Simon Cowell on RuPaul. Yeah, but she's, she's real. How it is. And she's not going to sugarcoat it. She's not going to try to, like, please you. If you're good, you're g- good. But if you're yeah. bad, she's going to read you on it and tell you you're bad. And you kind of hope that because by the this stage in the competition and where you are in your drag career, it's either you're going to improve or you're not. I mean, I feel like I'm quoting her, too, which is freaking hilarious. Well, it, it's so cr- kind of bleeding into that so that I didn't get to say anything about UK the finale last week yeah. um Lawrence Cheney ended up winning Ooh. but um I like which her. I was su- super excited like because she's was my first prediction yeah. of who I wanted to win right and so it's so cool to kind of see this is the first time by the way like in all the years I've been watching Drag Race not like watching it after it aired and I knew who won yeah so like since like season seven like this is the first time that my number one pick has actually won. So I'm actually, like super, so funny. super excited about it. Like I was crying. I thought the ah. finale was so good though. Cause you know, obviously like during the UK when they filmed it and yep. the pandemic hit, they took the break, right. they came back. So I felt like there's more emotional stakes with it because True. that was real. Like we watched in real time, they, kind of get kicked off off their game and have to come back months after and like compete mm-hmm. with everything yeah. in the world in disarray and it was really cool because they did the can you feel the or uh some the one that rupaul always says in there it's like everyone say love and they had that whole song oh, yes, that they yes, redid yes. 
which was so cool. And the end, you get to see all the season two queens come out and sing and dance with them. And it was oh, like, when they oh do my that. gosh. Like, which I love when so they cool bring them see. back. Like, I love when the queens come back for the finale because I just think that they are so a key role within the whole season. You know, whenever they go home, it doesn't matter. They just... Yeah. It yeah. really pulls everything together and it, like... Mm. It makes it a finale, even if they can't do the big live, like grand finales they used to do, right. you know, where it's live lip syncs and everything. Like, I feel like, especially this one, seeing Veronica, because she was kicked or not kicked off, but she couldn't oh, wow. return because she tested positive. Right, right. And and so, like, you know, that was sad, but it's so cool to see her come out and dance with the rest of her sisters and still get that recognition. And yeah. I was super excited. Um, like it was cool to see the two Scotland queens get in there. And then you had Tace, who I think, honestly, like I know there's they're going to be announcing the cast for the international all-star season. That's right. I heard these that. UK, UK season two girls, like I think so many of them need to be on there. <laughs> cause... So, yeah, I forgot that they're doing an international one. So that's going to be really interesting because I've always said, I think that they should. I think Dre has just expand and grown. And like, you know, I think as much as people want to cancel Rue and hate on her, she's brought Dre into the world for, I mean, just around the world. And so I think that it's just so cool. Um, and just, yeah, that's super amazing. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm super excited for it. Um, and there's, it's been fun kind of just to watch, like, so the drag world kind of right now, I feel like is in a weird mm-hmm. place. Um, like half of the fandom for RuPaul for the U.S. season is like half of us are on the edge of our seats, just waiting. So right. invested. And then I feel like there's, it's kind of growing now because people are like, oh, cool. We're just now to the six and it's been four months now and we're yeah, just now getting right. down. And I, I do get that, but also like we keep saying, I think every episode we did it, we didn't know if we were going to have this, like, yeah. look at how cut short it could have been. They could have, it, there's so much things that could have happened that oh, I'm for living sure. for this whole season still. Like I haven't lost interest in it. It is getting long to this point. Like, it's like, okay, week after week after week, who's going to go home next. But yeah. I don't think it's there like underperforming. No, and, not at all. Yeah, which I'm super, I, I'm, I'm excited for. But I did see one thing that I thought I wanted to get your opinion because I think it was like 86% of these people on this poll agreed with it, saying hmm. that they thought season 13 is either too overproduced or too forced. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Cause I get where they're coming from with oh, it. Cause I can kind of see some of it, like, you know, like the whole candy Tina thing, like that. And Joey thing, like with the relationship stuff, like it's kind of like overly forced and overly like producer style. I mean, but. yeah, but I feel like it's no different than any other season. And I think that's, that's how the I reason <laughs> why everyone's hating on us so much is because we find that like it's dragged on a little long, right? Like, we haven't had as many queens go home and we don't usually get like the pork chop lounge and the winner's circle. So like, I think because of all that and how they had to just strategically film with COVID, I feel like it's no different than any other season. 
So I would disagree. I do I too. Disagree. I, I 100% disagree with it too. Kind of for the same reason. Like I never, I, well, what I kind of think, and I think we're going to see this trend happen a lot. I feel mm-hmm. like since season nine, 10, 11, 12, and now 13, yeah. um, pretty much since they went to VH1. Um, and it makes sense from a producer and rating standpoint, but there's been so many more um, like over the top personality queens mm-hmm. coming in mm-hmm. that I can get where it almost feels overproduced because all these personalities are trying to get as much screen time as they can for their right. branding. Right. Absolutely. But I don't think it's a fault. I think that's like, a, no. that's the evolution of Queens now. Like yeah. you're not going to be able to be the quiet one and sit off to the side and expect to be in the, this caliber of queen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just the evolution and development of drag world, right? Like yeah. I, it goes back to like a few episodes ago, we talked about, you know, the nostalgia, nostalgic, nostalgic, nostalgic. Yeah. Um, walking down memory lane with floppy disk and season one. Right. And the Queens there and what they represent versus now season 13. I mean, I think the perfect example was when we saw Tamisha and we, she represents so much of that old classic drag world and just like how she brought that to lip sync, but that didn't, keep her on here because that's unfortunate i mean i don't know fortunately unfortunately that's just where drag world's going and so um yeah like it'll be interesting i mean i see it a lot in a lot of the other shows like i mean come bachelor bachelorette nation like that's more contestants come on that are just above and over the top and like we're back in season one with trista we had your like ordinary person like you're you know yep. you're just joe blow from down the street or well, i mean clearly not down the street but either way i just think at the end of the day like it's it is where drake's going and i don't know if i necessarily hate it um but i can see where some fans might right because it is a reality show right at the end of the day cut and dry it's, it is for ratings and i do like that it reminds me of the uk finale for once um Michelle like really got into it with the other judges. Uh, they were reading Ellie Diamond for being too young, too consistent, not like she just had too much mm-hmm. of her brand. And I forgot how it was said, but like Michelle pretty much said, that's what we want. Like at this young of being 21 years old and having your look, your whole brand and knowing how to create all this, that's a superstar thing. You don't yeah. see that with many Queens, you know, especially being that really young. In, yeah, that young in the UK, there's not as many, it's not as, I feel like as big or welcoming in the scene as the US. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know. I haven't been over there. Right. Um, hopefully, when we have our, some of our guests, we can ask them some of the questions yeah. because I do think that for us, it's like there's so many versions of drag in the US that mm-hmm. you can kind of find your niche in different areas, right? Whereas mm-hmm. the UK, like I do think you have to be well-rounded and encapsulate you know, some of the Dragula pieces of it, like we saw with like mm-hmm. Lawrence Cheney and her like skin. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You kind of have to be able to be versatile more right. so than just like a pageant queen, a look queen, a lip sync assassin, like right. us, you can kind of be any of those and make it work. I don't think it's the same over there. So I did think it was cool to see Michelle kind of stand up for the young one again. <laughs> yeah, actually I know. And you know, it's, it's interesting because clearly they don't have as much available to them too, like in terms of wardrobe and costumes and like 
Etsy, right? Like granted, I will say though, the amount of amazing Etsy store owners from the UK blows my mind. I'm so excited. I did place an order for a new wig piece. That's going to be, I wanted to channel my inner rosé. So it's going to be a little bit of a nice pastel pink, of course, because what else would you expect from chopsticks? Um, That's coming from the UK. And I'm super excited. But like going through and looking through Etsy is so overwhelming. Like it almost makes me feel like I'm on Pinterest, which is why I totally avoid it because I just get like completely overstimulated and like I just, yeah, like decision paralysis, but, um, I'm, yeah, I'm super excited. We haven't had a chance to get any of our guests that we want on yet. We will, we're going to get there. We have a bunch of people lined up. And so it's just a matter of figuring it out, but bear with, uh, with us, because I think as the number of Queens that are left continues to shrink, um, we're going to want to have more things to talk about with other yeah. topics. So I think this will be really cool that we can start transitioning into having some of our amazing guests and some of them are from the UK. So be super sweet to hear from them as to, like you said, you know, Miss Apocalypse, what is it like to be a queen overseas, right? Like we have no idea. Um, Being Canadian, I do know what this scene is like in Canada and it's super amazing and welcoming. And um, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's fabulous. I love it. I can't wait to take Miss Apocalypse there um, when things open up with the border because there's so much to see and so much to do. And either way, we're digressing. So bringing it all back to season 13. Recall. Jump right in. Like, we'll jump right in and let's just spill the beans. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched. God, I hope you guys have already by now because I feel like I was super delayed in watching it. Um, Miss Tina Burner went home. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I mean, um, ah! <laughs> um, I was shocked. I agree. I, I, you know what? I don't disagree with the judges, to be honest with you. Um, it was sad. I, I mean, I really didn't think that Tina would leave so early in the game. Um, in this, I mean, early, you know, with my air quotations, because it's not that early, but I just, I, I think I did expect her to kind of end up on the top four. Um, which is interesting because I'm, I can't remember now, um, who we still have on our list that's still there because I know you had Tina on yours and I don't believe I had her so let's no because you had Denali but then when I did the second one because I ended up changing after because I think we both because I think we both actually had Kimora on at one point and then I redid mine after she left the first episode because I was like well let's rechange that up but it's been for both of us for sure Gottmik has been on there I had no, I had Candy and Tina, and then I switched out for uh, Simone That's instead cute. of instead of um, Kamara. I know I had Denali. I think I want to say I had Utica, just because I felt like I was repping um, Minnesota and like the Northwest, yeah. like the Midwest. I know for sure I've got Mick. Um, yeah, I don't matter if you had Candy or not. I don't think so. I don't think no. I had Candy. And then I come more. So there, yeah, so my four. So, I mean, still kind of in the runnings. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I will say, I do think our final two, and I'm going to say it here now. I feel like we've said it before, um, but we'll reemphasize it. I really do think it's going to be Simone and Gomic at the final. I, I have a feeling that's the same. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know what I feel about it because 
Oh, let's just get into it for the runway look this week. I'm kind of getting, I hate, I hate even saying it. Like, I feel like it's a sin to say it, but I'm kind of getting bored with Got Mix shtick. <laughs> <gasps> you little it's, traitor. It's like, it was a club kid look, but it wasn't beast to me. <laughs> There's nothing about the eye shoulder pads and it's just kind of like. But no one I, was beast to be really honest. Olivia. Olivia. Okay. Olivia. You know what? I, I take that back. Sorry. Olivia and Rosé did kill it. I, and I mean, Simone. I, I thought Simone's suit was like taking a literal interpretation of like, oh, beast, like where the wild things are stuck. What? A fox is a beast? I mean, sorry. When I, if I see well, a fox, what? I'm not going to run as fast as I was if I but saw if you like see a two fox. eyeballs and a half naked body. Um, I would think that that would be an alien invasion, like, or like candy. Like it was a mixture so, of. Okay. Let's talk about the tea with that. I think Candy should have been on the bottom easily. Oh. I thought her look was awful, so underwhelming. I agreed with Michelle. Like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Like, and it was just, it just looked sloppy. It, it so crafty. There were so many cool things. Like, if she wanted to do an alien Martian kind of look, I feel like there were so many other cool things she could have done. Like, do some walking antennas, or I'm sorry. <laughs> Do the alien eyes. She didn't. Like, she didn't do anything. Like, she just, her face looked glam, which was great. And then she looked like she just put a green suit on. Like, a a green suit with like a furry bra and then just like a not inflate, a deflated alien hanging off your shoulder. (laughs) I know. And it sucks because I think Candy, like, actually thought she did really well. Like, I didn't watch Untuck the Seat this week, um, so I'm not sure. But, like, I actually feel like Candy felt, like, especially starting off the episode, she was really lippy. And she was really trying to, like, call out the competition and call out Olivia and Denali. And it was like, Candy, please. Like, you were paired up with Gottmik, who killed your look. But she also killed your look because that's Gottmik. Like, because Gottmik knows how to do her look. Gottmik has a brand. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she really does. And I mean, I will agree with Michelle that it was a nice and a change to see Gottmik in a different type of makeup. Um, yeah. But with that being said, I mean, I, I think it was super cute. I really enjoyed it. Um, I oh. wasn't sure how I felt about Simone, to be honest, when she came out. Because at first I was like, ooh, campy, like in like a very like costumey fox. And then I had to like really look at the details, right? And then look at like the earrings and the ear and then the foxy belt. And then the very like, when I think about it, I'm like, God damn it, Simone. Like she knows who she is. Like I will say, and I agree with uh, Mama Rue on this one. She knows her brand. She knows what she's going to do. And she executes it throughout, throughout, throughout. No matter yep. what you put her in, no matter what challenge you put her in, she's going to be Simone. And she's so comfortable and confident with that. Like, I'm going to just start channeling my inner Simone. Like, everyone should channel their inner Simone because, like, that is um, just amazing. And, like, it's just, yeah, it's really cool to see because she definitely has that fa- it factor. And as much as much I love Gottmik. I do think Simone's going to take it this season. I really do. I have not seen her truly fail. I mean, yes, okay, that, you know, little dance, whatever challenge that they had um, where she was out of her comfort zone. But I mean, I feel like if she was going to put in it again now, we're going to see a new evolution of her. 
I, I agree so much. I've been thinking about this and like going back and forth. And mm-hmm. so we're filming this on a Thursday. Uh, yeah. So I was able to actually, like after I've watched this episode, I did see on yesterday they had posted. So Wednesday they had posted on YouTube, like the first 15 minutes of the newest, newest oh. episode, right? Um, like they do every week. And I did watch it. <laughs> and I don't know. I think I kind of, part of me is like, maybe there's more to this whole like produce, like overproduce, like how much they're pushing stuff. Yeah. Because I don't know if we're going to see first. Yeah. I disagree with some of the stuff they do, but then I, I feel like we might see Gottmik slip up in this one, mm-hmm. but it was almost like it's intentionally like pushing that she's like almost like a red herring. Like let's, let's put this up there, but she's going to pull through in the end of it. And I'm kind of getting like, I feel like they're doing that a lot. I feel like we've had a lot of like exactly where it's almost like, oh, Gottman's gonna mess up this time, and never does. Like, (laughs) well, I will disagree with that though because her video, her commercial was was awful. Got got awful. Like, literally, it was so bad. And like, even Carson tried to throw her a bone and was like, "Mm, I don't know if we're all getting this. And yet she's like, no, 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 no. And it just felt like, I mean, I will say the final product was better than what she was like while watching her record, but um, it was bad. And I think that the reason why she always pulls through is her runway look. I think if she would have walked out like Candy or even if she had walked out even like Tina, um, I really don't know if she would have stayed. I think she would have been on the bottom. See, that's where I, yeah, I, I wonder about that because I didn't, yeah, personally, if you looked at like the actual challenge, I agree. I think Simone and uh, Rose were the oh, yeah. two who should have easily stayed. Oh, yeah. However, I think the ones that I really was like, what, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have almost been like, let's just have a, a trio yeah. um, lip yeah. sync again. I think it should have been, I didn't really and I love Olivia, but I agree. Her commercial was not, her branding was so not there. Yeah. Gottmik's was not there. For no. as branded of a queen that Gottmik is, there was nothing that screamed Gottmik about that. Nothing. In, anything with it. No. And then Utica's was just odd, but I actually appreciated like that she wanted to keep like the spill, the blooper of it, like the very camp nature, which in its sense is the bottled version, the canned product of who Utica would be is a freaking can you lick <laughs> yeah I mean I agree and I think uh, I like was re- watching it and writing my notes about you know kind of analyzing the episode and like what sucks with Utica is that she is so beyond her years for drag yeah. and for not necessarily drag in in its entirety but for sure the show and yeah, what this also- competition she's just not she, I think she's above it. <laughs> she is. And like, she, she's just, I mean, someone said it. She's a nutcase. Like she's nutty. Like she's crazy. No. And I love Utica, but like nutty, like beyond nutty. Like when she pulled out the cow, I was like, Clara, <laughs> like, that's literally what I thought of. But like, which is why I was like, oh, she should have just named the can Clara. But then Utica was hilarious too. Like, I mean, but there's just so many things that like, I just felt like she, it felt flat. But what really got me with Utica though this week and what really made me mad for her 
is the flip floppiness of the judges in their critique of her. Seriously, again. Like, <laughs> I'm so sick of them not being consistent that, like, I'm just like, just get her. I'm sorry. Like, just send her home then, right? If that's what but you like, guys, if you're right, if you're not going to see her beauty in it and her yeah. creativity, then quit doing this. Like, we need consistency. And then you're too consistent and we're getting bored. And then the next week, you're so kooky, it works mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I thought Utica's look was flawless. I loved it. I thought it was I glamour and every- beastly. It was a terrifying yeah. face, but terrifying. glamorous. Oh, it's so good. Gorgeous. I mean, and I and the perfect part was we can't forget it was beast couture, right? So much high yeah. fashion. No one else on that runway gave me high fashion in their outfit other than Utica. Right. I Utica you know, really found that balance. Like yeah. to me, when she walked out, even her character and her, she used yes. her movements that yes. it felt so her, much like yes. you were like elongated body, the like so good arms. Yeah, everything. She wasn't yeah. happy. She wasn't awkward. She wasn't Utica, but she channeled what the cha- like what the theme was. Yep. While, while maintaining herself, though, like her runway style is mm. very, very Utica. It's the expressions, the getting into this theatrical character yes. that, and I do. Th- I think that's where maybe people just and the judges don't aren't used to that. Mm. Where her brand is theater it's so over the top and that's who she is <laughs> that's the right. golden ticket for her I think and they just don't Absolutely. realize that I totally agree so that was really frustrating like I was just like oh like listening to them critique her I was like why like I don't understand like she's just I I loved it I loved how she looked I thought she looked amazing I thought she just really I thought she brought it um and then we'll even jump ahead to the lip sync yeah damn Utica like she definitely pulled it off I thought she did a better job than Tina um I did I thought I was in I was expecting more from Tina um but Utica just pulled everything out of the hat and she gave her and I thought that she had and she nailed every single word of that lip sync to a oh yeah exactly and that's what I like so kind of another spoiler alert uh for this preview from the next episode Shit gets semi, somewhat, somewhat heated in the untucked lounge after the el- elimination. Candy full on calls out Utica, says you should have went home. <gasps> you were you weren't as good as as Tina. Tina kicked your ass all over the stage, and you should have went home. Wow. And and then Gottmik's like, you know, yeah, Utica's like at one point it's like, oh, I'm so sad I sent Tina home, but then also says she's a lipstick assassin, and so it's like they're framing it very much like. Like hmm. she's the blame to blame in this whole thing. And I'm, I started screaming at my TV. I was like, Candy, no, <laughs> actually, I was getting so upset because, and I actually agreed. I was happy for Utica. Cause she's like, I might be the lip sync assassin of this season. She's like, I sent home the great Tina burner. Everyone knows who Tina is. And I sent her home. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, the, I get the where that she's on the bottom though, too. Right, for Tina. But that that's what I think is good of, or so validating for Utica is she has lip sync more than anyone else in mm-hmm. this competition and has always pulled through. And it's like, how can you falter for that? Because that's where I feel like the, the winner's circle mm-hmm. that I love is still kind of like, 
Oh yeah. Holding that over over her, like, but you're always in the bottom. It's like, yeah, but she's slayed. So did Cameron. Cameron slayed every lip sync that she was in during her season and became the assassin out of that, out of that bunch. Actually, actually. I know. I think that she might be. I really do. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's gonna, it's just gonna continue to get more heated, more crazy, more cutthroat. Um yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this whole season progresses. Because who do we have left now? That we have Simone, Olivia, Gottnick, Candy, Utica, and Rose. Wow, six queens, six queens. Wow. And there's a makeover challenge on this newest episode. Like I know we're totally jumping to this next episode, but I think it's just Better. fun because it fits so much into it. Yeah, they get paired up again. And they have to do a makeup look in front of Norvina, the founder of Anastasia Beverly Hills. And they have to do a makeup tutorial where one of them is a face and then the other queen does all the handwork and does the makeup and they have to make it as ridiculous as they can. Right. Oh my God. Who are the pairings? uh, So the pairings end up being um, Candy and Rosé. Ooh. Utica and Gottnick, and then I believe it was Simone and Olivia. I believe that's how it went. Wow. And I was so mad, and you guys, we'll talk, obviously I'll talk about that one, but you wow. guys, as you would expect, Gottnick and Utica absolutely kill it. Like You would only expect that. Right, and they don't. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that one. And it's like, what? That's where I have my own little my like conspiracy brain is like hmm. they're gonna they're gonna try getting rid of Utica, aren't they? Like <laughs> probably. The yeah. whole framing of it just feels very much like this is the episode they're gonna end up booting Utica out. And wow. I hope not. I hope I'm right. I feel like Olivia is gonna be in the bottom. Got McMite in this one. I forgot what the big challenge is, but they showed kind of the rest of the preview. And if I remember right, Gottmik is, yeah, it's a roast. That's right. They have to roast the oh, miscongenialities from the f- last like three seasons. So oh. Valentina and Nina West and Heidi in closet. And they have to like I roast them in front of, I think an audience or on live stream or something. And oh, Gottmik's like, I've never been to a roast. I'm not a comedy one. I've never done this before. Oh boy. I know, but I don't know. I honestly, other than like Simone and Rose, I don't know if any of them are going to really kill this. <laughs> Candy might too. No. I think Candy could. Candy. I think, you know what? Candy will. I think Candy will pull it. I think mm, that's going to be hard between Candy, Rose, and Simone. They're, they're pretty damn good. At this point, I don't really know what Simone can do wrong. I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like the I, judges are really biased because you heard them talking like, completely deliberate about Simone and how amazing she is like Carson and um what's the other dude's name again Ross and yes that's right Carson and Ross were okay I can't believe I forgot Ross um anyways Carson and Ross were both like while Simone was going was like she's amazing I mean I agreed like I don't think anyone killed the challenge as much as Simone like yeah. Simone just carries herself in such like this weird way of like glamour, but like a street glamour with it. And that's why I think I loved her Fox so much. Cause it was like, if you were to ask 
a draw like a Disney person to draw Simone as an animal, that's exactly what Simone. I will agree with that. If Simone was a character on Disney, that is her. Like, yeah, like the totally. short shorts, the yep. gold hoop earrings, like yep. the, the side pony. Yeah, I mean, totally <laughs> agree. I will say though, I mean, week after week we see Simone just grow, but I also see so much more of Mama Roo in her. Like when so she was doing her challenge for the commercial and she went from like, um, just like her line and then just like a flash. The deadpan face. Deadpan, that's what it's called. Um, oh my God. Totally Mama Roo. Like I literally did a second take and I was like, holy shit. Like if I didn't see and wasn't watching and I was just listening, I would have thought that that was Mama Ru talking. Not even talking, but that was so her, like that personality and, and exactly how polished it is and how polished she is, which is funny because then when you compare that and which I'm now excited knowing about next week's ep- season or episode, I'll be interested to see her paired up with Olivia because Olivia has a lot of, you know, it factor, but she's so young in her career, right? Yes. And I think that Michelle hit the spot with the fact that like she really doesn't have a brand per se you can't go off of a brand of, of just your smile I mean she has right. a beautiful smile she's amazing she's like bubbly and and all of that but you don't really actually see that throughout like it's just really just her smile like it'd be different if it was like a lot more but I think at the end of the day, like super proud of like, you know, what Olivia has done given the period of time that she's been doing it. Um, Absolutely. But at, like, it'll be really interesting to kind of see how Simone and Olivia work together through it because Simone is very much, I know who I am and she just carries herself. Well, and I do think that's a good point too, is like Simone is also very good at this competition. She knows what to show her contestants in the workroom yes. how and like I think that's what the that's her like competitiveness but that really shows how how good she is like she knows how to work work the other queens and not like mm-hmm. get not be too over the top of personality but when she hits a runway she's about the biggest star that can walk it like she really is it's, it's Simone every time she comes out and you're like that commercial like I Literally had to pause it because I kept laughing when she's like, yeah. and I had three hot attacks this morning. Like the I dead pan thing. Like, oh my God, it was hilarious. She's just amazing. She really just knows how, yeah, she knows her street brand. And I mean, obviously so does Rosé, but I think, I just think it's really, it's going to be tough, especially when I think of a roast. I think what we're going to see is Candy potentially will go down the route of, oh, I forgot what other, se- oh, I was on the UK one with Ahura doing the roast where they get too over the top, too offensive, too cutthroat, that it comes off just mean and degrading versus funny. Yes, 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 I agree. You know what, I think so too. I think that's a very high possibility. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited for this week's episode. And it's crazy because it is Thursday, we're recording a little late. So I just only have, we just all have to wait one more day before we can watch it. Um, But it will be really interesting to see. I I hope Gottmike doesn't get sent home. But maybe, yeah, I, hope not. You know, I mean, who knows? It, I mean, or Utica. I mean, but I'm gonna I call, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I still feel like Olivia because Olivia can't roast people, that's not right. I'm, I'm gonna be shocked to see how that one is because I feel like that's always hit and miss, though. 
because some of the ones who are like really quiet are like the ones who can just slay doing your ropes. And, and Olivia does have an inner diva. So like maybe we'll yeah. kind of see that come out a little bit more. But I definitely, yeah, Oli- I, I still want to say Olivia and Utica, I think are my prediction for the bottom this week. I feel like I agree. Uh, it's I it's a toss up between Rose and Simone for me for the top queens to win. I mean, it's crazy yeah. because Simone's already won four challenges. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put it past her if she wins another one. Yep. And Gottmik, I think, right? Simone and Gottmik are probably about tied, if not Gottmik's so, yeah. probably even ahead with her wins. Yeah. Yeah, actually. one. So who do you think is going to be on the bottom? For next week? Yeah. Um, or for this week's up, the upcoming one? I would say... Without seeing, I think it's going to be Olivia and either Candy or Gottmik, I have a feeling. But I feel like they're almost doing that. I say that not because I actually think they're going to perform bad, but I kind of have a feeling that's going to be the, that's going to be kind of an easy way to like, uh, I sound like an asshole saying this, but it's an easy way to get rid of a well-loved queen or to like soften the blow, right? Because it's like, if we put... If we put Olivia, who people love, and is like going to be probably Miss Congeniality, and we put yeah. her against, right, and put her against Gottmaker Candy, who people are also expecting to win, mm-hmm. whatever one we do, it's like, well, sorry, Olivia, but you lost to a top contender. Yes. <laughs> Here you go, participation ribbon. I you know like because the <laughs> they've done that in the past too. Like, look at the robbery that's happened in other seasons. And so that's why it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like that episode. <laughs> that's, you know what? That's a good point. I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. It's going to get heated. It's going to get yes. crazy here for the next couple of weeks. Um, I can't Excited. wait to continue to see what happens. I am still rooting for all of our Queens to, and hopefully we'll see who comes up on top, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. Super excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, too. So until next week, our wonderful listeners and followers and subscribers, thank you guys so much for joining us for another week of Death Drop Pod. And we will keep you guys posted. We're getting really close to 500. I feel like I say that every week, but we're getting there, you guys. And we will hit 500 and surpass 500. So Please just keep following. Give us a like. Tell us, you know, what we're doing great, what we're doing awful. Um, and just thank you for bearing with us. Yes, um, I agree. I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully now that UK one's done and it sounds ridiculous, but hopefully we can make a little bit more videos. I know we I hope hopefully anyways, we get some stuff recorded. It's been kind of crazy. Now I think it's settling down. So yes, again, <laughs> and the sun's coming out. It's already spring. I hate spring, but after spring comes summer, which is my like absolute favorite season. Um, so or we'll get there, you guys. We'll get there. We're already like a, almost a quarter way through 2021, which is insane. So just keep bearing with us. It'll be fun. It's just it's all about the journey. So not always about the destination. <laughs> Nice little quote. So until next week, everyone, uh, signing off from Chopsticks. And this is Pac Bye, dolls. Bye.